Morgan Harper Nichols is a writer and artist who makes her work around people and their stories. Her song, Storyteller, has garnered over one million Spotify plays, and her self-published book of poetry by the same title is a number one Amazon bestseller in inspirational poetry. Morgan lives in Los Angeles, California with her husband, Patrick, and has made her life's work about creating for the stories of others through music, words, art, and design. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Good, True, and Beautiful. But before we get going, a message from this episode's featured nonprofit. Gravity, a center for contemplative activism, is for people who care about their spirituality and want to make the world a better place. We're located in Omaha, Nebraska, in the heartland of America, but we work with people all over the country and around the world. We offer contemplative retreats, spiritual direction, and Enneagram consultations and workshops. Learn more about what we're doing at gravitycenter.com. Hey friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. Um, really, really stoked, really excited today. A couple weeks ago, um, in the Instagram world, swimming around a bit and uh, came across a lovely lady named Morgan Harper Nichols doing just this very interesting thing. And it was full of color, it was full of wisdom, it was full of liberation, and we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But we started swapping some emails, and uh, one thing after another, she said, I'd be glad to come on. And I said, well, you are one of us. You belong uh, here at this conversation, and I know our listeners uh, are going to walk away with a little more peace, a little more joy, a little more freedom after today. So that being said, it's really early where she's at, and uh, she's an <laughs> early riser. Uh, she's in Los Angeles joining us this morning, Mar- Morgan Harper Nichols. Morgan, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, and thank thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this. Well, um, hey, like I said, you uh, you belong here. I can't wait to. Uh, I'm a student today, so you're just you're just gonna teach me your ways. Um, so tell me when you introduce yourself and your work in the world, where do you begin? Because there's a lot of hats uh, <laughs> that I've that I've that I've seen you wear. So uh, where do you start? Yes, I typically start with the word artist. I feel like that just sort of brings everything together (laughs) but typically that that's all like well what kind of artists well i'm (laughs) a visual artist um i'm a musician as well and i'm a writer i i love creative writing poetry prose fiction occasionally and i just i I love things i I love pretty much anything that has to do with arts that i've been able to you know be a part of except dancing i'm terrible (laughs) at that kind of performing arts I just I left that alone long ago yeah but (laughs) yeah but yeah I I would say artist is probably probably the easiest word to sum up what I do so any any medium for beauty to communicate you Mm. you're there yes yes or you long to be there (laughs) <laughs> yes yes that is very true especially if it has anything to do with um just pen and paper I yeah. ever since I was a little kid I my parents would buy me journals and notebooks from the dollar store and without even telling me to do anything with them I would just fill them with stories and pictures and 
so even even when it comes to music like my songs always begin on the page like mm. i wish i was one of those musicians that could just like come up with melodies and <laughs> um but i've never been that way it always starts on the page with me so yeah it's been a lifelong lifelong passion of mine that i'm i'm still learning to embrace more and more love it so i think you released a record last year is that right um, um let me see what i i did release some music last year yes with my sister and okay. then I released a full album of my own in, in 2015. But gotcha. since then, I've released some type of music every year since then. So, so and yeah. if, if you were going to say, well, I typically spend a fourth of my time doing this, half of that, or is it just kind of each day's a new day in your world? Yeah, each each day is a new day for me. I am not... I am not a huge planner. <laughs> which you're in the flow. You're a, in the flow. <laughs> yeah, I really am, and that can be a really bad thing sometimes. So that's something that I'm I'm working on. But in general, I I love to I love to create in response. So mm. if someone that I, for instance, I work very closely with my sister who is a musician, she says, "Hey, I have this project coming up. Would you like to be a part of?" four or five songs i'm like sure you know it's somebody that i like to work with it's something I, a project i believe in so yeah it really does depend on you know different opportunities that i that i see and you know sometimes i create myself and i i, I consider it a huge blessing that you know when you start putting stuff out there in the world that other people get inspired and like hey would you like to be part of this project so yeah. that that really excites me yeah. so yeah. Love it. And so you're not touring that much these days. Yeah, not that much. I'm I'm probably I would say about once a month. Um, I end up doing something like I'll be at a women's conference leading worship yeah. uh, next weekend. And I yeah, and I did something similar last month as well. So yeah, about once a month right now. And um, yeah, that's it's been a good pace. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely on the introverted side of things. <laughs> hey, and high, high five through the microphone, <laughs> right there yeah. with you. And sometimes the music world, um, I actually struggled with that for years. I just felt like I I didn't really fit in. You know, a lot of times with the more extroverted, high energy artists. I mean, I loved it, but I'm like, I just can't keep up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've, in recent years, I started to even just, you know, extend myself grace and say, Hey, you know, it's, it's okay. You don't have to tour all the time every year in order to call yourself an artist, a singer songwriter. So yeah, yeah it definitely fluctuates. Isn't it inter uh, interesting how the older we get, um, we, we learn our pace. Mm. Um, and we, uh, we learn to trust it and uh, we learn to just kind of honor it, honestly. Um, yeah. Because we're just not sustainable if, <laughs> if we're in a pace yeah. that doesn't, doesn't align with us. Yes, um, that's very true. So very true. Uh, an artist, and um, you would probably uh, second this thought that in some way we are all artists, um, mm. whether it's as a friend, as a mom, as a business owner, as a whatever, like it's, it's, the, the medium is, isn't really it. There's always a way to do art um, through it. How do you daily um, maintain that, that posture that allows the beginner's mind, that allows beauty to whisper, that, that allows you to be present to presence? And I guess my question is, 
do you have any daily disciplines, rituals, practices that really center you in so that you can respond? I love how you said a lot mm-hmm. of what you do is out of response. You got to receive something before yeah. you can respond. For sure. Um, yeah. So what are your, do you have any daily practices or disciplines? Yes. Um, a big one for me, and it's actually something I I didn't really realize that I kind of neglected and forgotten about for a few years until about last year, um, we were living in a house that had um, a shed out back. And I decided to um, start painting again. I hadn't been painting in a while. And for some reason, I, I chose sp- spray paint. I had never <laughs> used spray paint before. Yeah. And I chose spray paint and paper and water. And when you put spray paint and water together and and paper, I mean, it just creates this beautiful watercolor. Hmm. And I started doing this every single morning. Hmm. And it was so like, I was just drawn to it. Like, even if I could only do it for a few minutes, just, you know, if I had something else to do, I was just drawn to it. And in doing that, I actually realized, I was like, wow, one thing that I kind of track of, especially when I was focusing on music was just, just creating freely, like almost in a childlike way and without like the expectation of, oh, is this song going to go on a record Mm or, you know, is this a song that I'm going to pitch? And it got to a point where it was hard for me to even write a song without those thoughts. And Mm -hmm. that's not always bad, especially if you're if you're creating music for your career. You do have to think about those things. But it just really forced me to really face the reality that I had gone too far with that. And I had gotten to a place where it was everything I was creating. I was trying to figure out, well, what is the business strategy attached to this? But when I started painting again, it was, it just brought me back to those days where I just had a little notebook that my parents got me and Hmm. some crayons and I was just creating for the sake of creating. So um, I don't live in that same space anymore. So I don't, I'm not able to paint anymore um, doing the, in the apartment life. So (laughs) can't really use spray paint here, but um, it's taught me how to, when it comes to writing poetry and writing music and illustrating. Now I start every day, just creating um, something that will probably just stay in my journal for a while. Um, I recently started reading this book called uh, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Oh, yeah, it's game on. And, yeah, <laughs> and that book is really dense. Like, yeah. it's taking me yeah. a while to yeah. get through it. But I loved at the beginning when she talked about the concept of morning pages. That's right, just and getting just, it out. Yeah, 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 just getting it out every day. And it was something about that terminology that just – that just really stuck with me morning mm-hmm. pages. I, it really resonated with me. So that's something that I've been, I've been pretty, um, pretty consistent at doing every morning. And I'm, I'm not really, I, I don't have to do it at a certain time. Um, like for instance, today I haven't, I haven't written anything yet. Um, I guess, I guess this, this, um, conversation is the morning page for today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some days it doesn't have, I, I, 
I would love if I could just remember and work it out that it was the first thing I did every single day. But sometimes, you know, things just happen and I'm not able to do that. But typically before lunch, I've had some opportunity to just sit down and write things out. And sometimes it's something that's introspective. Sometimes it's something that I'm thinking about someone else or something that's going on in the world. And um, yeah, so that I would say that's probably the most consistent daily practice that I've, I've had. Uh, for a while now. I I love it. I want to riff on that a little bit. Um, because in a way you're, you're saying that whether it was painting, whether it's, um, the artist way writing these pages, uh, whether it's a blank journal, whatever it is, you, you kind of didn't say this, but it was the thing underneath the thing that you were saying is you kind of show up without an agenda. Mm, Yes. Um, what have you learned about agendaless, <laughs> um, yeah. like agendaless moments, and what have they cracked open? And, and like, because I always say, don't like for me, like centering prayer, stillness in the morning. Mm-hmm. The my ego wants to show up and says, if I do this, then a mm-hmm. box will be checked, and this will then happen, and that will then happen. But the more I just show up in this open spaciousness. Um, the more I show up with availability, with a posture that's open, without agenda, um, something is always unlocked there. So I'd, I would love to just hear, are these random new thoughts that you have for the day? Does this stir something up in you? Does this, um, what happens when you show up without agenda? Yeah, that's that's a really, that's a really good question. I, I think... I think a lot of what's happening there when I'm, because sometimes I'm, when I'm doing this, like I'll, I'll write like just an actual notebook and I, I'll just scribble because there's some mornings hmm. where I, can't, I just can't even no think words. of what to write. No words. Yeah. yeah. I'll just scribble. I'll just doodle, just write little things. And for me, what I've, what I've found, especially when I, when I go, and then this might be a difference, like in just personality thing, but when I go back and look at it, I'm like, I think this is what, other people may feel when they get up and go to the gym every morning, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just releasing all of that, just releasing whatever, whatever was there. Um, just emptying, just allowing myself to just empty everything without, without judgment, without, um, that's a word that I have to hold on to a lot when I'm writing because yeah. I will, I will edit myself <laughs> to shreds <laughs> while I'm writing. And that's, that's like the first rule of writing. You're not supposed to do that. But I just, <laughs> I am naturally like, I'm like, nope, that's terrible. Backspace, all of it. So um, that's something that I've, I just have to like really repeat to myself, like just write without judgment, without judgment, without judgment. And just, and just scribble or draw or doodle or whatever I have to do. And, and typically when I go back and look at that, just even for a moment, like the first thing I can think is, wow, like that was supposed to get come out of me Hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. And maybe that reason was just for me to see it reflected back at me. And from there, I, I feel more equipped. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but just more prepared to write for others in the way that I do every day. Um, and that's something that I'm I'm still digging more into because I, when I start I, last year I started this project where I um, actually it was crazy I actually started it a 
a year ago um, tomorrow. So wow. <laughs> um, on my on my wedding anniversary, <laughs> we were out of town from each other, and I was just sitting there in the hotel, and I was like, I think I want to start this project, and I did, and um, and it's it it has grown a lot more than I ever thought it would in a very short period of time. And um, I'm having to be more mindful of those early hours in the day of, of how, of how I'm approaching creativity and just life. It's like, Mm -hmm. am I, do I, you know, it's like, I don't have to approach everything as, oh, everyone's expecting me to be this creative or everyone's expecting to be, you know, this voice of, of wisdom. Like it's before all of that stuff, like I have to get down to what is supposed, what is supposed to come out of me in the morning? Like, what does God want me to see? Like before all the other things come into play, like, where should I start? And I just, I'm learning more and more. Like it, I, as I learn more of what that means, I'm learning that it doesn't mean starting with an agenda and starting yeah. with expectations. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I love, I love that, the idea of emptying. Um, I think we are all channels, um, mm. mediums, and to to kind of just hit the delete button or the recycle button on, on some of that stagnant water that builds up throughout our day mm. and allow the fresh water to move in um, is... Uh, and pardon all my metaphors. I'm Enneagram four, uh, but like <laughs> well, I, I, I have a four wing. So okay, I'm a five, let's so go. I, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, so I think that uh, you know that it's a um, yeah, just the uh, letting go of that, emptying it out, um, so that more can fit in, so that your capacity is grown. When that capacity is grown, you can hold more of the next moment. Um, yeah, and yeah. My my hardest days are when I'm not holding the moment well, and I know that there's too much mm-hmm. in there that that needs to get out. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so yes, that's so true. Yes, and I, I think there's so much pressure too, just to like, especially if you've if you've had any moment in your whether in your personal life or your career, if you have people who are looking up to you or they have expectations of you, it's so it's so easy to see, to hear the word like emptiness and think like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. Like mm-hmm. why, you know, why would I want to be empty? Like why, you know, that, that seems too vulnerable. That seems too, too wrong. And that's something that I know. Like I know that for me, I'm still, I'm still learning how to, yeah. how to accept that because I, I love to learn. I love knowledge. I love being, my, my house is filled with books. Like <laughs> I, I'm always trying to acquire and to learn and, and, and see what I can add. And um, yeah, so it's definitely really humbling. It's, it's definitely really humbling, humbling process to, yeah. to, and even like, just like on a really practical note, like there's so many times I go back and I read these morning pages and these things that I write early in the day. And I don't like what I, what I'm reading. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, this is like the worst thing I've ever written. Like, especially when I, when I try to like write poetry in that moment, I'm like, this is terrible. Like yeah. no one's ever going to see this, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the point of it. Like right. it's, that, that's not the point of it to, to walk away from it thinking like, wow, I was so, I, I articulated that so well. Um, you know, that's not what that moment's about. Love it. Love it. Well, let's talk about this project. Um, because I really, I, I don't know much about it other than kind of what I've seen. Um, and this, this is so rad. So 
where do we begin? You, you, and, and forgive me, I'm just kind of connecting some dots here on, on what I think you're doing. But yeah. in a way, uh, you kind of, you, you made this, um, you became available for people to send you their story. And then in some way, shape, or form, you like respond to it. You like create this little poetic response, uh, some type of art. To just hold my hand on the whole project because I know I'm probably not getting it right. Yeah, but like, no, what is it no. that you're doing? <laughs> no, you actually, you're actually pretty close. I mean, that was that was pretty, pretty right on. Um, so I started sharing poetry and prose online um, about two years ago, and it started after I had written a poem after having not written poetry since high school. Um, I had written a poem and I took a picture of it and I was like, Oh, I think I'll share this. And the moment I got ready to share it, I, I just totally freaked out. And I was like, no, I'm not going to share this. Like (laughs) no one knows me as a poet. Like this is just so not something I'm going to share. Um, but I still felt like this push and like, I really truly believe like it was the Lord, like pushing me, like Mm -hmm. you need to put this out here. Um, and I put it on Pinterest because I was like, well, nobody I really know follows me on Pinterest. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to put it on Instagram or Facebook. I'll just put it on Pinterest. And I did. And what ended up happening was, I till this day, I do not know how. The poem kind of went a little viral on Pinterest and people started sharing it a lot. I don't know who the first initial person was that shared it. I don't know. I've tried to like track it down and figure it out and I, and I can't figure it out. But from that, um, people were messaging me and saying like, Hey, like, do you write more things like this? Like, where can I find more of your work? And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, that was just like a one time thing. And, um, but I was like, you know, like that's something I really did enjoy. I did enjoy writing poetry before I became a musician. And um, so I started writing more. And with everything that I got ready to share, there was just this enormous self-doubt that mm-hmm. would creep in. And I mean, I there was not a single thing that I shared where I did not think before sharing it, like, wow, this is not good. Like, I probably shouldn't even share this, like who do I think I am? Um, and I definitely think some of it came to just from just being a singer songwriter mm-hmm. and having the chance to do that, which I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And, but there, there is a lot of pressure and, um, and just doing the arts as a profession. I mean, it's, it's hard to make a regular income. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot, to, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. A lot of beauty that comes with it, but a lot of stress. And I, and I think I was kind of, pulling that into poetry even before it became something that mm. I was really doing. I, I started with the stress and this anxiety. It's like, oh, it's not good enough. Like this isn't enough. Like it's it's not gonna be enough. And that conti- it, it got better, but it was it was continuing. Like I, I, I was like, when am I gonna get to the point where I'm not doubting what mm. I have to say? Like when mm. am I gonna get to that point? And because I was I was in this place where I was enjoying writing and I was enjoying doing visual arts again after not really having done it in high, you know, since high school. But I was like, but why am I carrying this self-doubt with me? I'm like, where else? How can it go away? 
And it was literally, I was in, I was in Georgia, which is where me and my husband are from. And he actually had to fly back to California for work. And it was our wedding anniversary. (laughs) And um, I was sitting in the hotel by myself and I just felt that urge to write. And, but I was also feeling that same self-doubt, like it's just persistent. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make it about one person at a time. I was like, I'm going to stop trying to write something for followers or for readers. I'm just going to write as if I'm writing a letter to one person at a time. And when I, when I said that to myself, I was like, I can do that. I know I can do that because suddenly it was just not so much about like Instagram or writing a book. It was about just making a connection with one person. And I knew that that was important. I knew that that was valuable. Ever since I was a little kid, I will always tell people, people ask me what I want to be when I grew up. I said, I want to be a missionary. (laughs) That was, that was always what I wanted to do. We had missionaries that came to our church when I was a kid and I don't even remember where they were missionaries, but I just remember being so fascinated. I was like, wow, these people literally gave up their their normal everyday routine just to go be there for people one by one. And ever since I was little, that always mattered to me. That always meant something to me. So I felt myself getting back to that place of just getting excited about connecting with people one by one. So I went to my Instagram and I said, hey, if you would like for me to write something for you. Um, and I didn't quite articulate it this way then, but this is essentially what I think I was trying to say is that I, I'm trying to get in a habit of having a daily practice of generosity, Mm. of just Mm. using my gifts, using what I know God has given me to share it with others and not be so concerned about, you know, is it going to make money? Yeah. The market and all of that. I'm just trying to connect one by one as a way of so I can grow, but hopefully encourage someone else too. And, you know, at that time, you know, I, I had like a few, like maybe, I think I I had a few thousand followers. I'm not sure if it was like 10,000, 15,000 or something like that, but just from music, I, you know, there are definitely people who were, you know, engaging with what I was sharing at that point, but I didn't really expect that the people who responded were also going to go tell their friends about this project. Mm. And that's where everything just sort of just took off in the sense of like it went from like getting a few direct messages and emails to like hundreds a day. And that's when I was like, okay, this is so much bigger than me. And it's what I should have been focusing on all along. It's just talking to people and Uh then when I do share something or when I do write a book, then that's just – in a way, it's kind of like just seeing the rest of the world hmm. on what what already happened, <laughs> on what's already been going on. So what I my original plan was to write for every single person, but it got to the point that I, I could no longer do it. So what I would do um, and what I still do now is every single day I go through my emails, my direct messages, and I just randomly go up and down the page. And if I'm on my phone, I'm just thumbing up and down and then I'll just randomly stop on a name and I'll open that message and I'll just write for that person in the moment. And when I start writing, it's never as a poem. It's never as 
a piece of prose, it's as a letter. I always start as if I'm just writing a letter. And whether sometimes the message that someone sends is just, I've had a really rough day, or sometimes it's like 10 paragraphs and it's their entire life story and all of these different things that they've been through. And I just take a deep breath and I just think to myself, I'm like, if I just had one opportunity to remind this person of what's true and to just give them hope, you know, I know I can't fix their problem. Like, and I'm also, I'm not a counselor. Like I'm not trying, I'm I'm not trying to give advice. And I say that, especially when I get like really sensitive topics, like I always start with that. I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not in a position to give advice. Like I just want to help you remember what's true about who you are, what's true about your story and, you know, just to encourage you on your journey. So it's become a part of my, my daily personal life. And then as a result of sharing it, it's just, it's people have been intrigued by it. And I've been able to, to be a part of events where I've shared about this process and I'm working on a book where I'll be sharing some more, um, some things that I haven't even shared publicly yet. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's essentially it. <laughs> so, so you, <laughs> you, you basically, you made this offer of like, Hey, if you want to share something with me, I'll, 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 I'll kind of write back to you. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and now hundreds, thousands of messages later, <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder yeah. if it's almost like you gave people permission to, to pray. That's, ex- that's like, like, exactly what like, yeah. and, and I And I don't think people maybe realize that, is like you gave people permission to hand something over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not like you're you're taking it on and healing it and doing whatever, but I think that I love this agendaless moment for you now has become not only a practice for you, but also moments of healing and liberation for some people that really didn't even know that that's what they were seeking. Um, absolutely absolutely and i actually i see this a variation of this um phrase in a lot of the messages especially the longer ones at the end it says i'm not even sure if you're going to read this but it just (laughs) felt really good for me to get it out it just felt really good for me to type it out and i'm like you know what i feel like that that serves a huge purpose and i think I think so, and myself included, we don't feel like we have the permission to really yeah. lay those things out. And, you know, it's so easy to feel like our problems are too big or too yeah. small or, you know, it's like, how could I, why, why should I be worried about what I'm going through when there mm-hmm. are all these other things going on? Um, but just creating a, a space, a safe space for people to be able to share those stories. And, and I always keep the stories and names 100% anonymous. And yeah. that's something that's a little bit tricky because I, I want to, I, I want to provide context context around what I'm sharing but at the same time um in the beginning I was sharing a few details but then people would leave comments and tagging their friend like hey was this you did you submit that <laughs> and I was like no that's not really the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were doing it in like a caring way right. but you know I, I was like I don't I don't want to get into that <laughs> that's that's not really what it's about so it's you know it can be a little tricky sometimes because I'm like man like if 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 people just knew this person's story. But at the same time, I've found through this project, I'm like, you know what? You know, we talk a lot in about, you know, especially like in, in, in church culture, like about, you know, telling our story and, and that's very important. 
And I, I truly believe in that. But I'm like, you know what? Sometimes we don't know people's story mm-hmm. and we should still have just as much empathy and compassion for them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and I've actually shared that a few times because, you know, it's, it's something I have to remind myself of is that, you know, when I'm when I'm reading these stories, like there's some stories that I get, I, I literally just have to close my mm-hmm. computer and just walk away for a while because just what that person has been through is so yeah. heavy. And I have to remind myself that I could have, just pass that person on the street. That's right. That's right. Like, like yeah. I could have just passed somebody walking by them with that same with that same story that is that heavy. And it, it's just when, when I allow myself to think about it that way, I'm like, you know, this is this is what being a creative is about for yeah. me now, yeah. and it's it's what I really seek to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. I bet you've you've had a front row seat to see. Um, how unique every story is and yet how universal every story is that um the moment we all share little snippets of our story um the lines the barriers the walls they they all dissolve and there's one big circle and we're all in it Mm. and um absolutely Huh. so do you create the artwork too that like whenever you whenever yes. you post these wow that's mm-hmm. that that in itself you need you got to follow uh your instagram stream just to see those i mean it's beautiful and brilliant how you wow. do that thank you thank you yes i um i got an ipad a few years ago and it was really up just, with the um, times yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, look, there's like, I got the, the iPad pro, which comes with an Apple pencil. And I knew nothing about creating art digitally in that way. I mean, mm. I think I'd probably dabbled like years ago, just messing around. Um, but I discovered, um, there's this, uh, there's this, um, I guess you would call him an artist, but his name is Kyle Webster. And I always like to say his name because he is so much of my work is because he mm-hmm. actually creates brushes. Okay. And I discovered, I, I, I think I bought for like $30 some of his brushes one time and I started using them on the app Adobe Sketch. And I was just amazed by like the watercolors and like how real it felt. And I was like, wow, I can do this. Like, So these are digital brushes. <laughs> yes, it's all digital brushes. So I never I've, even knew I've, this. Yeah, so I've spent a lot of time like figuring out how to manipulate them and because I, I do I did spend some time like painting you know with yeah. physical paint yeah. so I spend like I'm obsessed with trying to get the digital art <laughs> to look like it was not digital so yeah. I've spent I've spent a lot of hours like really really like painting layers and figuring out which brushes blend with other brushes and and um yeah that just started as like a curiosity just you know, just something I was like, oh, what if I could do this? And and then I started sharing it. I was like, wow, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for That's making cool. these these brushes. So yeah, yeah, I make I make all of the art. Well, I didn't even know. That's beautiful. I'll have to check that out for my kids. Thank you. I bet they'd love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh gosh, they would they would love it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So um today you've you've got this project going, writing music, writing poetry responding to hundreds of stories every single year. Um, what else is keeping you curious? What's kind of in that next horizon for you of um, art or projects yeah. or things that you want to put out into the world? Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that this project has, has helped me see and and an area that's really helped me grow is just um, in the area of, 
connecting with others like in real life because mm-hmm. as a um as an introvert like i mentioned before like i don't naturally gravitate toward live events or you know doing a lot of that and um but the more I share, the more I've also received emails and messages like, hey, do you do events? Like, is there a way that I can meet you? And I'm like, why would you want to meet me? Like, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like, I always kind of think of myself like in the Wizard of Oz. Like, I always think of myself as like, like I was just like sitting Behind there. The but yeah, I'm like, that's me. That's my life. <laughs> but it doesn't end so well for him. Like, eventually he gets, you know, exposed. So I have to remind myself of that. Like, even Oz had to come from behind the curtain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's sort of where I am now is coming from behind the curtain and showing, yes, I'm a real person and um, just really trying to um, I've done it this year. I did two in-person workshops and um, that's that, both both of them were just way out of my comfort zone. They took months to plan. Each one had about 30 people. Hmm. Very at cool. them um and um you know for some that might seem small like it's like oh there are only 30 people but for me that was huge like it <laughs> like it could have been 10,000 people in the room yeah. um and i felt like i was really growing and doing that and being able to teach and share um and encourage creativity and others and one thing i'm very curious about and inspired by is like i i love to talk to other creatives and other artists but i i get so excited when i'm able to share something to inspire someone's creativity who's not a creative Mm. so if someone's an engineer or a nurse or a pastor and or a counselor and they message me and they say, Hey, this inspired me to do this. Like that just really excites me. Um, Just because I think that sometimes, especially when it comes to, you know, social media, especially like it can seem like, Oh wow, you have to be this naturally, you know, creative person and just creativity just oozes out of you (laughs) in order to have any kind of, you know, reach in the world. And I just, I just don't think that's true. Um, I think that like one thing I talk about a lot and I, I probably, in both of my workshops, I probably said it a thousand times is that I'm like, there's a certain way that you say things that, that no one else says it. Mm. Um, I love to talk about how like you could have grown up in a home with three siblings and all four of you had the same childhood, but there's a way that you tell certain childhood stories that's different than the way that your um, siblings would tell the story. And I'm like, that's your uniqueness and that's your creativity. And I'm like, right from that place. And um, I have like these prompts that I'll like help people like get the poem out. like if they're writing a poem for the first time. And I always say, I'm like, if you're reading this prompt and you're like, "Hmm, I wouldn't have asked that question that way. I would ask it differently. I'm like, that's it. That's your creativity. Like that's, that's what's supposed to happen. So um, that like, I'm not naturally like a very animated person, but like when that happens, like I'm literally jumping at that point. Cause I, I just love to see other people experience that of like, Oh, I am creative. Like I do have, I do have something to say, um, that's unique to me and unique to who I am. And I, I think that the, and it was funny because the time I started my first workshop, I had just found out about the Enneagram and the Enneagram has helped me a lot with that too. And just showing that there are different ways of seeing things. And we all have a different way that we can approach 
that, that we approach life and that we can also approach our creativity and, and the different things that are inside of us. So Love it. yeah, I could talk about that forever. <laughs> no, I hear it, same here. Well, and it's, and it's, and you know, it's the thing that's unlocked so much beauty and awe in your life mm-hmm. is when yes. something, something comes from nothing. Um, yeah. and I always love like Seth Godin's idea of art. You know, he, he says mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, um, who you are anytime that you, you make something, you hand something to someone and go, here, I made this for you. And it changes them. That is what we call art. Mm. Um, and uh, you can be a real estate agent and be an artist. You can be a mom and be an artist. You don't have to. It, it's not reserved Absolutely. for the poets and the musicians yeah, and the sages. Exactly. Matter of fact, it, it's um, how you breathe becomes an art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, we don't, if you go too big with it, you're missing the point. It's actually here mm-hmm. and now at hand and among us. Um, so, oh man, love it. So, uh, I always ask everyone, um, this question, what advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a good question. I think for me, when I think, see, I'm, I'm 28 years old. And I think about you're myself, younger, you, you are a young self, but to your oh. younger young self, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's see when I, especially I'm thinking like when I was, when I was 18, um, I would tell myself that it's okay to be an artist. Um, I think I spent a lot of time, um, especially like in the college years, feeling like my art and my creativity was only okay if it were marketable and profitable. Mm. And I think I spent a lot of time. I, I don't want to say I lost a lot of time because I learned from those experiences, but I, I gave a lot of energy to, okay, how can I make this scalable? You know, how can I make this prettier, more polished? So more people would accept it. Um, I remember one time when I was singing in, like college choir and there was a fellow musician in the class who I, I really respected just like from the area. And he looked at me and said, why do you sing like that? You sing like a guy. And I spent too much time after that, literally trying to change my voice hmm. because somebody that I respected and looked up to as a musician said that it wasn't right. Wow. And that's not how I should be singing. So I think I spent a lot of time doing that, and I, I did it very quietly. I wouldn't tell people. I spent just a lot of time trying to make it that way. And and it's only been until after this whole thing happened with a poem that I shared and all of that. I was like, wow, like it's, it's, it's actually okay to just write what comes out of you and take a picture of it and just share it if you want to. And if zero people find it or, (laughs) or a million people find it. It's okay both ways. Hmm. Um, and it has purpose either way. So that's what I would tell 18 year old Morgan. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of music, could I, could, would you be okay if I like outro this conversation with like one of your songs? Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Like we're, we're calling an audible right here. So we made that, that's the story I'll tell. I think that's what we we need to finish with. That would be a, that would be a beautiful crescendo to this conversation. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, Hey, on behalf of all of us, thank you for your good and necessary work and, um, stay curious 
and I hope I hope I get to meet you one day. Give you a big hug and, and yes, uh, likewise. We yes, can, we can. And you're you, you're in Waco. That's right. right. Yeah, Waco, yeah, Texas. Yeah, I'll have to let you know when when we're down there. So yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, Morgan, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time. Yes, thank you. As you approach this week, may you pause by the organ, listen to the bluebirds sing, and be loved.